just because people you value don't value you, it doesn't mean you're not valuable. Welcome to a Priest of Mind podcast. I thought that I would share my perspectives of the things that I do know, the things that I don't know, and things that I may come to know. This podcast was made because I felt that for my own personal learning curve, I've found a lot of value in hearing other people's stories and perspectives. From listening to other people's own journeys, I've grown so much. Maybe someone might find value in what I have to say. Who knows? But yeah, hope you enjoy. actually really nice before i started recording i was just craving a cola a coca-cola which was vanilla initially this was supposed to be a youtube video but i got to richmond too late because apparently richmond's the only safe space i feel that i want to record there's this beautiful tree that i always love to sit under and record there unfortunately as of now i'm not recording there because i came too late i sat under that tree and it was dark and i was like maybe this is not so safe And then I started getting nervous. And then I was like, okay, if I'm getting a bit nervous, it's probably not the right thing. It is so hard to find a quiet space in London. Honestly, like the only place that I can think of is the forest and that tree. I'm currently sitting on Richmond Hill. Obviously the forest is not safe and I can hear too much to my preference. And even in the place that I stay now, there's just like the walls are as thin as my patients. It's it's just people everywhere. Sounds, people, I just need quiet but I can't get it so whatever I wanted a coca-cola I actually felt ashamed that people might see me with a coke so instead I was looking I was like oh do I want a Ribena not really and then I was like okay what do you want and then I was like oh I saw this CBD infused cola it's CBD infused meaning hopefully it's gonna help me relax but it doesn't have the what's called the drug because I don't take drugs FYI I don't drink I don't take drugs I don't smoke mainly because I value my sobriety and my health and my I really value my brain in a way that even if I'm suffering even if I'm not feeling good and I'm feeling all these things I think it's more important to face that and just be in that space than to escape which of course you know I think I would like to escape naturally. Um, this is this is going a wild tangent. Oh, while I'm on the while I'm off the tangent, anyways. You know, if you're a fan of Mars ice cream, it is the most incredible thing I've ever tasted. I remember being like 12 years old and saving my money after school and being like, I'm gonna skip lunch and breakfast so I can afford this ice cream. If you really love that, don't buy the Twigs one. <sighs> Breathe. This is gonna be a lot of breathing, and I'm already three minutes in. The reason I'm recording my podcast today is one, because I love to do it. It makes me feel good. It's just something I want to do. And it's kind of like like a voice journal of my journey and my trajectory and to represent the people out there who feel like they're not killing it, um, such as myself. In the meanwhile, I'm always trying my best, always trying to pull myself up, dust myself off every single time, whether that's career whether that's relationships, whether that's self-love and my image and my, you know, self-image. I'm constantly trying to get to a place where I'm at peace. Now, I was going to say I'm going to I'm I'm trying to get to a place that is better, and I think that's the issue. All this time, I've been trying to get to a higher, better place. But the point is, I am exactly where I need to be. 
where I am right now what you know in whatever way that I feel in whatever way that I look in whatever way that my life is and where my career is where my housing situation is I am exactly where I need to be and the point is to not stress about it try to live in the present moment you know just be like okay in the grand scheme of things you know it's going to be okay like this very moment it's going to be okay what am I gonna do yeah so basically what I've learned so far so if I if I could recap what my experience is, is that I was suffering in a job that I felt like I really disliked and I felt so worthless because I feel like it wasn't the career path that I wanted to be in. It was like interior design based in retail. So the hours are crazy. The pay is ridiculously low. It taught me what I would, you know, how I would run my business and it wouldn't be like that. Because I pretty much got nothing. I got nothing. I mean, what I did get was what I wanted to get out of it. And which was me trying my best and getting the opportunity to be independent, push for things, be assertive, be confident. But it was all in the framework of being in a company that didn't value me. You know, it's like the most value I got was, oh, well done. You did a good job. Uh, Do you want a cake? Those little things are sweet, sure, but cake isn't going to pay my bills. Cake isn't going to help me find an apartment where I can live and breathe alone. That's what I'm talking about. Cake is not going to get me my sanity. What's going to give me my sanity, which is a salary that is equivalent to what I'm making the company, or even to live well in London. This sounds like a very difficult podcast in terms of it sounds like I'm ranting. I guess what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to be real about the situation. It's not all peaches and cream. However, <laughs> while I was in that company, um, two and a half years, I came to a point and I had been applying and applying and applying and applying to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of jobs. Well, I don't know if it's hundreds. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. And every single one of them was, most of them, the no, there was no response. Some of them, the recruiters looked at my CV, no no uh, contact. I went to a sprinkling of interviews and all of them were like, oh, we don't think you have the appropriate skills. We don't think you're, you know, suitable for the job as, as it goes. And so I started to gauge my self-worth on what, how people, how people valued me. And I, I, let, me, let, me, let me say something here. I came up with a really, really good quote. So how this Sophie Patterson quote came about was that, so Sophie Patterson is this really famous interior designer. She's super talented. She makes the most beautiful interiors and she's someone that I use um, a lot of her work as reference, you know, in terms of styling, detailing. She's just incredibly talented so recently sophie patterson released youtube but she was talking about her story you know on social media or on her website or on you know her work in general it looked like her life was perfect but she was going through a process of trying to get pregnant and she had many miscarriages and so i really liked the aspect of where you know, we can see her successes and her hard work and her talent. But at the same time, her talking about that story just made it made her feel more relatable and just like another human being like us, where we're just trying to figure things out. We're going through things just, I don't know, I felt a sense of compassion for her that I felt connected. 
you know, because she's this perfect woman and the way that she carries herself and the way that she does her designs and her life and her house. Another YouTube, actually, I'll put both of these in the show notes. Um, she was talking through the journey of her interior design career. So it started off her saying that she isn't, you know, professionally trained. She doesn't have a degree. And she basically went around so many interior design studios emailed them, tried to connect with so many of them and none of them even got back to her. She was like, all I'm willing to do, you know, I'll be your driver, I'll take you around and they didn't get back to her. Then she was like, well, if no one's going to give me the opportunity and this is, this is Sophie Patterson, that really talented, incredible designer, you know, they didn't see value in her. And so she was then well like, well, they're not going to give me an opportunity. I'm going to have to then just create my own business and go from there. I found that so inspirational. And then that's where that quote came up as just because people you value don't value you. It doesn't mean you're not valuable. So I had been applying to very many jobs. There were no opportunities coming my way. And I was like, okay, I'm really exhausted in this job. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm disenchanted with London. I feel very indifferent about being here. There's nothing pulling me here. And it was also after a breakup. So I was like, I'm literally a free agent. I'd gone to a few interviews, but nothing had come through at that point. And so I was like, right, October 1st. And I put this in my phone maybe a month or two before, maybe three months before, actually. I said, October 1st, I'm going to quit. Now, that time started looming towards me and I was like, oh, maybe I should postpone it. Maybe I should just stick out this job a little bit more. Then I told myself, I'm going to quit this. And I quit it. I had nothing in front of me. But what I did do was I asked questions and I tried to see if there could be a place in a way that I could recuperate and build those opportunities. So I asked my best friend in LA if I could come stay with him for a few months and just experience LA. And he was so generous to say that, you know, he would help me with my living expenses and just allow me to stay with him and, you know, really enjoy LA. So generous. And, you know, it's, you know, back in the day, I would have, I would have quit, you know, when I was given the opportunity to just live my best life in Italy, I was like, oh, I don't deserve this. What am I doing here? I want to create this for myself. But now I was in a position where I was like, no, I deserve to live my best life. I really do. Yeah, I want to take that opportunity. And I thought to myself, if I'm in LA, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start building my website because I, at that moment, I had figured out a way how to make interior design and e-commerce website. At the moment, I've, I've built it kind of. It's not finished. I'm still poking at it. Some days I don't work work on it at all. So I told myself I'm going to be working on that. I'm going to be doing yoga every single day um, in his apartment or maybe I'll cycle down to the beach. Feel it out and take this time in my life to experience it. At the same time I also asked my brother Yusuf who lives in France uh, with his girlfriend, uh, well his wife now, um, if I could come stay with him and he was like yeah come stay with me you know like you don't need to worry about anything um, you know you can come here come relax and you know you can if you want you can like pick chestnuts and 10 euros a bucket and I was like yeah I could do that yeah I could just take it easy plant wear dungarees go into the countryside and then I also asked my dad I was like could you help me obviously in this job that I'm at is so brutal that it's so hard to save in London you just live to work and that's it you live to work work to live that that's it and this is me being I think very careful with my finances like not just living anyways 
So I was like, you know, can you help me with the ticket to come back to Malaysia? I just want to recuperate. And I had ideas of what I could do in Malaysia. And I was going to, you know, connect with yoga studios, maybe work there, maybe build some retreats with some ladies there who I'd connected with before. Maybe, you know, work as a writer for my sister Aisha, who runs a, a blog, a really cool blog, actually. You should check it. It's out and beyond. And it basically teaches you how to be um, financially independent and work remotely as a writer. I can see the northern star wow back to malaysia so i was like yeah and then maybe i can you know teach yoga again on an island and see what i can do build some opportunities there i had ideas of what i would do and how to do something and obviously work on my uh, website as well but plan a came through and that was i told myself if a job came up in the uk i would stay I wonder if I should talk about this now. This is the letter I wrote to myself on October 1st. So I handed in my resignation yesterday. It felt right and good. But listen, I don't have anything else in place but faith in myself that I will be okay and that I got this and that I trust in the universe and I've got plan A, B, C and D. I've struggled for three years in this job. It's felt like torture. But you know what? It's the longest I've ever held down a job. Alongside the endurance it's taken to keep going, there have been an abundance of positives. Seriously, this feels like a phoenix moment, like where I am right now is burnt and naked sitting in my ashes. The point of me making this podcast is to show people that we're all trying out here. It's not easy. For example, getting this job. I I still, to be honest, I still don't know how I got it. I don't know. Like, it, it baffles me. So... I had maybe like two or three interviews lined up in my inbox and this one was the furthest out of London. In fact, it's two hours from London. I was like, well, you know, of course I'm going to go to it. So on that particular day, I had eaten a tuna uh, tuna toasty from Audienstein, which I would not do again because it made me very, very sick. It gave me food poisoning. That night, keep in mind, I have the interview the next day. I was so sick. I was literally vomiting all night. And I texted the recruiter at 10 p.m. I was like, hey, listen, I I don't think I can make it. Like, I'm going to see how I feel in the morning, but I don't think, I don't know how I'm going to feel. And he was like, listen they most likely will give an offer to someone else if you're not able to make it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to go to the interview. But this time, right? So maybe three years before, I was living in Bath and I had an interview in London and I was so sick. I was so sick and I went to the interview and when I got there, obviously my energy was low, but I didn't even you know, tell them what I was going through, or what I was experiencing and my dedication to getting this job. Because you know what, if they had given me, if they had given me that job, I would have worked so hard at it. It was something that I wanted so much. So I told myself, I'm going to this interview and I'm going to tell them what's, I'm going to tell them what I'm experiencing, how sick I am and how dedicated I am to this job. And the recruiter was like, you know what, they're really understanding. And I, you know, just, just tell them how you feel. And they should understand your position and why your energy is low. Because I was like, dude, my energy is going to be low. That <laughs> that night, I was super sick. I didn't sleep all night. And at 5 a.m., I got ready to go to the interview because it is two hours away. Now, it could have been a dry morning and I could have just cycled and, you know, looked good. I did my hair and everything. But no, it was not just the English pitter-patter rain. It was torrential. It was tropical. It was the sky was pouring down pouring down and I was soaked you know I was cycling for two minutes to get to the station and I would I started laughing because I was like I am so dripping 
wet. Like my hair was just flat and it was dripping with water. My coat was wet. Anyways, I got to the station and then there was some sort of train issue. So I then had to cycle from Hammersmith. No, it wasn't even Hammersmith. It was freaking, it was White City to Paddington. Anyways, I turned up, sat there with the head of designer and this other guy. I don't remember what his title was. Anyways, and I was like, hi, would you like me to charm you with my current situation as to why I'm late? And he was like, "Mm." he looked a bit reluctant and he was like, okay, go on then. I was like, well, firstly, I don't feel like a waitrose bag i feel like a little bag i feel pretty rough so if you know what waitrose and little waitrose is like one of the better um supermarkets in in england um love waitrose and little is basic very basic uh yeah love myself a waitrose and i think they thought that was quite funny i'm super sick i've got food poisoning and i'm soaking soaking wet and then i proceeded then to show them my portfolio which was it was dripping with water it was completely soaking wet and i was like this is not gonna impress them what's they're probably looking at me like what the hell is going on but surprisingly something happened the recruiter told me that they thought i was a brilliant designer shocked me it's really i mean i believe it i think it's true but when you're told so many times that you're not good enough and you're not equipped enough you're not talent you don't have enough for what it takes to join a company you start to maybe believe it. I was really hard on myself, which leads me to why I came up with the quote, just because the people you value don't value you doesn't mean you're not valuable. All this time, I know that I'm a good designer. I'm a great designer. I'm curious. I want to learn. I want to be better. I'm always absorbing ideas and I truly care about space and people. That I think is an important aspect of design is caring about the aesthetics of it and also the people who experience it to hear that from him i was like oh man that's that's really nice and so they called me for the second interview to my surprise i went to the second interview i was like okay yeah you know what i got to the second interview i'm so proud of myself if i don't get any further but you know what i've got plan b c d um so i went to that and it was really wonderful the managing director had apparently you know lived in Malaysia for some time he had helped build the Kelai airport which me personally I feel is one of the most beautiful airports like I used to love going to send people off and going there just because it's so beautifully done and has such a good vibe about it so I was like you know what good job for that you've done it so excellently well and I I told him that from my heart I was like it has always been a super beautiful design that I've always appreciated and if you were a part of that process thank you for giving us that what apparently he does is he does like a cultural um interview it's more so trying to see how you are as a person whether you fit in the company's culture he asked me he was like what are the three things you know your friends would describe you as and i said well i would say caring funny and something else i forgot what probably um enthusiastic and curious something like that thinking back to i'm gonna ask him when i see him the next time i want to know how what his friends would describe him as so i'm gonna ask that question back like i genuinely want to know what are the three words that his friends would describe him as and as i left i just wanted to say to him because he had met me around you know 5 30 and you know the office closes at five and i wanted to say to him you know and i said to him as i left i said you know thank you so much for staying back to meet me like i understand time is valuable like you should be at home right now but you're here interviewing me um so thank you for that you know i think time is valuable is there someone coughing behind me 
time is so valuable and it's like we need to have like a work-life balance like I don't think he should have been there staying later to interview me I, I feel like he should have done it in his working hours but he did it after and I wanted to express to him that I recognize and appreciate that so yeah in a nutshell I got the job and I'm really appreciative of that of course I'm very tentative about it <laughs> if you listen to episode I need to remember which episode it was the one where I talk about all the jobs that I ever had and the ones that I lost. I think it's a bit of trauma, actually. <laughs> PTSD from losing a job. I think I'm a completely different person to who I was when I had the other job. Like, who I am now, I'm much more industrious. I'm much more confident and capable, I feel. I'm just, I feel like I'm in a more stable place and a more realistic place that I know that I want to work hard and I recognize that I don't know everything, but I'm willing to learn and try my best but also one I could you know end up being with the company and I could really flourish and go far in there which is something I would love to do or I could uh, you know not pass probation and then I have to take another turn and build my life continue building my life and I think that's a healthy realism so where I am at this present moment is you know I gotta I gotta tell you I'm really stressed like no am I stressed yeah I'm quite stressed what stress am I stressed yeah, I'm trying to avoid saying the word stressed. You know what? I, I feel stressed in moments because I have one week to find an apartment. And at the moment, I'm sharing a space with other people. And I find that very difficult. I know that's the story of everyone in London. But I'm... I don't... I, you know, I don't mind sharing it with other people, but it's but it's when people start to engulf each other's spaces. So in the place that I'm staying, when everyone would take their turn to use the kitchen and then go off and everyone stayed in their own spaces, it was perfect. We don't infringe in, in, on each other's space. But recently, there's a couple who is always in the communal areas and I would say it's not very nice and fair to always be in a communal space when there's other people living with you because it's a shared space but yeah so I'm currently living there so it's not easy and I will be moving out of London so I'm in the process I've got a week to find a place but but funny enough like I think everything's going smoothly I think it's I think it's gonna be okay because before I recorded this podcast I mean I'd been stressing about it for however long but before I recorded this podcast the agent finally called me back and I was like, okay, you're booked in for Wednesday to go for a viewing. So I've got plan A and B, yeah, for my moving situation. I have a vision for what I... Um, is it good to speak about your vision? I'm not going to speak about my vision because I'm going to take one step at a time. Do it bit by bit. And I know what my vision is for th- when I work in this company and what I want to create for the rest of my life. In, in, in my life as a whole person, as an individual. Let's see how this goes. This is part of the journey. It's not easy. Um, but yeah, you know, amidst this, I'm also I'm also navigating the love arena. Love. I was talking to... Well, it's going into minutes now. You know what? I'm going to talk about love relationships and life in the next podcast episode. Let's sign this off here. And I shall speak to you soon. Have a lovely day. Was I going to say move, high, move better? Move higher and move better. Is that still my motto? Am I going to change that? Let's see. But yeah. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to a Priest of Mind podcast. If you have any questions, you can drop that into my Instagram messages. With that being said, have a wonderful day. Be curious, explore, and peace be with you. Bloops. Okay, and that I'll that I and that I got this and in the in the universe what am I I can't even write. I can't read. It felt like torture. But you know what? I've struggled for th- oh, God's sake.